Welcome to Crazy Stupid Love with me, Barnaby Slater. In Crazy Stupid Love, my guests come armed with something they like to discuss to do with their relationship, love, or sex lives, and then, quite simply, we talk about it. Before we get started, just a reminder that if you haven't already, please do subscribe or follow the podcast and leave us a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show or you'd like something discussed on Crazy Stupid Love, please email crazystupidlovepod at gmail.com and give us a follow on Instagram at crazystupidlovepod. But my guest today is Alexandra. How are you, Alexandra? Hello, I'm, I'm very well. Thank you, for, thank you for having me on. No problem whatsoever. So uh, I like to kind of an idea of where we are we're in your flat I know thanks for coming over so I don't have to leave the house because you know I've done so much of that over the last year <laughs> absolutely no problem we're in uh just off the beautiful Columbia Road yeah I love it I'm never moving ever no don't most importantly Alexandra what would you like to discuss in the realm of crazy stupid love I think I've only ever had crazy stupid love for the past 10 years I've I think I've done my love life in reverse okay so um my longest relationship still ended probably t- probably 10 years ago almost exactly um I went out with a guy lovely guy um for about two and a half years it was very nice. I loved him at the start, as we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it ended after two and a half years, kind of. It was, I finished with him. He was a bit upset. But it was all great and very mature. And ever since then, I would say my love life has been that of a sort of crazed 15-year-old girl. So right. I should be getting into that relationship that I ended 10 years ago now. But in fact, I'm sort of regressing um, but was, the, was that like a university relationship slash school relationship? Uh, I met him. At the, well, I mean, I knew him throughout university, and we were friends. But we kind of got together in the in the summer after. Right. Yeah. So, um, so kind of our first two or three years out in the real world, we were together, which okay. was quite nice actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the I'll kick you off. I, try, I was trying to pick one story, honestly, but I feel like I'm gonna go off on tangents. Okay, that's but... fine. Just before you do, I just want to I just want to ask because I wonder. You know, I sometimes get ideas, probably based on my own experience, as to why, um, so in this example, why you think your last 10 years have been quite, um, like, crazy up and down. Yeah. Um, Like, with that relationship, when it ended, was that, in your eyes, because you wanted to experience more stuff or wanted a a different type of life? Well, sort of. It wasn't that I necessarily wanted to go out and have a slut spiral, although I did, and it was very much a lot of fun um <laughs> but it, it wasn't that I really necessarily wanted that but it was that I felt by the end I felt very constricted by him and mm. not controlled in a in a sort of coercive control way but he kind of wanted me to be a bit more of a Stepford wife and I was going more the other way yeah. I would say um and then and I guess I've just sort of kept proving him right <laughs> well <laughs> I mean it sounds like you made the right decision. You seem like one of oh, the I least likely did. Stepford wives I've ever met. I, yes, I absolutely did. And he's he's very happily married now. And right. I wish him all the best. There's genuinely not a bad thought towards him. But I do... He was working. He started working in politics, and one of the good ones. Don't worry, not not the baddies. There and, are good ones. Uh, well, the, the less, not the Tories. Right. Put it that way. One of the non-Tories. One of the non-Tories. Um, and. Yeah, I felt like I was sort of being moulded a bit into being a sort of politician's wife. And I was like 24 and I just thought, no, thanks. (laughs) And was that a far, I'm somewhat fascinated in this relationship, but was that quite a far cry from how he was at the beginning? Did did that kind of evolve quite quite quickly? Yeah, he was kind of, I mean, 
I need to stop dating drummers in bands from Manchester. It's becoming too specific at the moment. But um, but he he was kind of I met him in a band, but he was he wasn't a a knobhead kind right. of guy. Um, but it was loads of fun, and I loved that about him. And he was a bit kind of mad but in a good way. Um, and then it sort of went very political, and yeah. I didn't mind the politics at all. It was more kind of it, it sort of seeping into everyday life, not just your job and yeah yeah, I felt a little bit uh, like I was trying to be stuffed into a box that was a bit too small and I was like I don't I don't want to be here that sounds awful so how important then is um, fun to you when it comes to potential relationships like somebody somebody who is uh, going to you can have fun with and socialize with and have a great time with oh I mean probably too much I think I think I remember my dad saying this to me at once and he said I don't think I'm very good at relationships as in him he was like because I love the fun part at the start mm. but as soon as that as it naturally does not that fun levels off but just the initial like honeymoon period yes mm-hmm. the honeymoon period yeah as soon as that levels off he was like I just don't think I'm very good from then on so he's married to my mum for like 20 years but still um <laughs> but isn't anymore isn't anymore but they're for their friends it's all fine um but I think that I've maybe maybe I've placed too much on the fun thing I mean being a comedian if a man like makes me laugh and I have a good laugh with him that is my main attraction yeah. and to the point where I mean I say my most recent exits like two years ago but it was on and then it was off and it was on and off um He's just so much fun that I sort of ignore everything else. Right. Which is sort of a, not so much red flag as just, you know, a huge red tarpaulin. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, say what you but want. Is that fun as in he, he brings you in and out of his life when it suits him and therefore... No, you, you I would probably of... say that's me doing that to him. But, right. But he's, um, he's just, he's, he's very intense and he's great, but he's also a bit of a maniac. Okay. Um, and uh, maybe doesn't doesn't want maybe one person. Let's say. Right. Uh, is he emotionally available to you though? Yeah, yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. Which is weird. Everyone always assumes that, that yeah. it's not when I when I sort of allude to it. But um, we had quite a crazy relationship, and uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't work in so many ways. But then if you just put us in a bubble together where there's no real life. <laughs> It's we have the best time in the world, right? And therefore, you think, well, that's great, but that's not a relationship that works. And the past year wasn't oppo- an opportunity to do that. No, we did. We got back together for about a week, and then, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we just, I just, well, I just, yeah, realised it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't right. Um, I mean, having been a comedian myself and actually getting trying to get back into it as well, I've always kind of tried my best to steer away from other comedians. Yeah, he's a comedian. Yeah, yeah, and um, I just feel like. Um, you know, even those, you know, I'd say even those comedians who probably don't think they have ego issues probably do to some degree. And it'll always be somewhat of a battle, um, even if it's unspoken. Yeah. I mean, the, the what I loved about him actually was that there was no real chat of comedy. And he That's good. he's kind of he does it for fun and I do it for a lot of fun as well. But I also really want to kind of see how far I can go with it. Right. But for him, it was very much sort of um, he was very good, but he just was he wasn't really bothered about going right. pro or anything wasn't like that. Wasn't driven to no, it wasn't driven. So, but and that's fair enough. But that that, kind that probably of... makes him a better possibility as a relationship. Yeah, he wasn't. He, there was never any. There was never a battle of egos with us that's in good. terms of that, which was I think probably one of the reasons why I was kind of attracted to him because I do see yeah. some relationships in comedy where I think, 
Oh, are you just trying to outgig each other, or <laughs> well, or potentially even trying to piggyback off each other? Yeah, to, which is to strange. find their way. I can think of some examples where it feels like they found their way to more successful comedians, having piggybacked off the back of other. Yeah, comedians. definitely. I've I've seen that happen, and it's sometimes you think you know that's just that's how it's fallen. You start doing better gigs, you meet better comedians, whatever. But some people, yeah, you do sort of think. Hmm, you watched yeah. the Eva Peron of the yeah. <laughs> the so, London. which story did you land on? Sorry, yes. When uh, when I gave you the option to come on this um, podcast, so one of the reasons why I, that I started doing comedy was because I had a bit of a, a crazy year in love, and people kept saying that cliche phrase, but um, you know, you should do some stand up about mm-hmm. this or whatever. But I had always wanted to do it, and so I think when I started doing this, it was only a five minute set, but this is the story. It, I think people thought I was exaggerating or that it, you know, I'd made it up or whatever. But essentially the crux of the story is that I was going out with this guy, a uh, very lovely guy. Um, he was from El Salvador and he... Aren't they if, all? Yeah, aren't, aren't they, they all? all? Look, I've never been to Wales, but I've been to El Salvador twice. Wow. Um, okay. And he got deported on Valentine's Day and that was the end of our relationship. <laughs> Okay, I need us to go right back to the genesis of how did you meet the man from El Salvador? I met him. We worked in a pub together in Wandsworth Town. He had gone to university here and then had stayed on for, I think he had like a, I don't know, an extended visa or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Should we give him a name? uh, I won't name him, but it's it's a very, very typical... You don't want to make a name up? Spanish name, but if I was, if I'll make a name up, um, Pedro... I mean, it's, it's honestly as as ubiquitous as that. That's in all right. The... In another episode, I was asked to uh, make the name up for someone myself, and it was an American girl, so I went with Chet. Oh, they... <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind. There you go. So Pedro, yeah, Pedro from El Salvador. Yeah. And um... you were both were you both like bar staff? Yes. We, so I was working in magazines, and I worked in a bar part time, but I loved it. So, um, and he was sort of trying to work his way up and be a manager and. He was, it's very strange because then um, he wanted to be like a bar manager and stuff. And I was like, you come from an extremely loaded background. I think it was his rebellion. Yes, in fighting a way. against his Fighting his against background. His, his lovely, I mean, I say lovely, El Salvador is a very dangerous place. It's not as if he didn't have um, obstacles in his life. But he, you know, he was extremely from the sort of upper echelons of right. Salvadorian society. Okay. Uh, and I think that was kind of his rebellion, like, I'm working in a pub. Yeah. Um, but fair play to him. Um, how did the, how did the um, relationship start? Was there, any, was there any romantic story behind it or you just got all pissed after a night out? Um, we got pissed on Halloween and yeah. snogged in face paint. Um, classic? Yeah, the old classic. <laughs> were you just face painted up or were you dressed in particular outfits too? No, I don't think we were dressed up because I think we'd had our faces painted like at work or something mm-hmm. and then we'd just gone for some drinks after or whatever. Um, so perhaps that's even weirder actually that we were just sort of in like jeans and a t-shirt but with our faces painted snogging in a bar in Putney. So, but it's always good to have like a it's always good to have a story I think for the first kind of for yeah. the, the meet cute although you'd yeah. already met but you know the, yeah it was quite strange actually snog. we were like really really great pals and uh, then we snogged and we should have always just remained pals huh. I think this is a definite theme in my usual ah, themes that's interesting is me becoming such good friends with someone that we spend all our time together and then both of you just because you're animals just think like well we we should probably 
get okay. into a relationship, I think. So before that drunken snog in the Putney pub in pe- fe- yeah. face paint, yeah. did you, you know, in your heart of hearts, were you like, oh, I, I'm, attracted, I'm attracted to him, but we're best as friends, or you'd never even thought about it, or... No, people, I think it's the fact, I don't know if you've, you've ever had this with a girl in your case, but people were always saying, like, oh, you two are always together, or mm-hmm. you two get on so well, or you two are this and that. And it does, it kind of plants a seed right. in you, I think, a little bit. Um, and I'd never really thought about it. And then, um, it, yeah, I think it was m- more like, oh, I'll have a drunken snog. Oh, well, that was just a snog. But then I think I did, you know, it, it did trigger something yeah, in me because otherwise you, you wouldn't have got... The, once you, you snogged, if it's good, the gloves are off. Yeah, it was a bit like that. It was a bit like, well, I've got to see where it goes now. Yeah. Um, and did you ever ask him the same question as in had he always kind of fancied you and hoped it would happen or yeah and he said the same he was like i thought you were attractive but i didn't really like i didn't yeah. fancy you um not specific you know it wasn't sort of after you or anything um and just so it was very i hate to use the word i hate to use the word organic but um very organic. it was very authentic yeah it was very <laughs> much like oh hang on there might be something here yeah it's nice it, it is nice it's quite it's a nice strange feeling. though I think sometimes, but yes, it is a nice feeling because yeah. I, and I think that's why I'm so bad at the apps and stuff like that. Cause I never, I never just sort of fancy someone from the off. Right. Um, Define bad when you talk about the apps. I'm bad at them because I go on them every now and I mean like maybe once a week or mm. twice a week, I'll go on and have a look. Um, and then I'll sort of look at everybody and be like, no, no. Yeah. And I'm not as in, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some absolute horrors on there oh, in right. fact i saw one today and i don't mean horrors that's not me be saying about physical appearance <laughs> i'm talking about like some of the answers people give of course are hilarious like i and and it's often when they're trying to be genuine as you maybe know probably yeah, yeah um but the a guy this morning i had to put it on our group chat because um one of the prompts on hinge is like don't hate me if i yeah and his te- prompt was don't hate me if I can't stop reading books. <laughs> oh, no, no, oh, like ultimate soft boy. Like, oh my God, if you what? have to say that. Why would I hit, why would I be like, oh, he's reading a book again, the bastard. Yeah, no, the one, that, the one that I saw that I then had to quote in mine was a girl. And I was really surprised at this because I've got so many female friends who I've talked to a lot about like dating apps and profiles, hinge profiles and stuff. Yeah. But one of the girls was like, in you know kind of in what i what i'm interested in it's like lifters as in people who lift weights and oh i was like god, god i'm i was so shocked because i just thought in my head it was all like the boys who put their pictures of them lifting weights and stuff and the girls looking at them like or at least the girls that i would be attracted to looking at them like what the fuck are you yeah doing? that would that would be like my ultimate turn off if someone had a picture of them lifting yeah. but also if you're only going i mean now we're getting into algorithms but if you're only going on it once a week you're more likely to only be seeing people who are going to piss you off i think do you think i've, I've yeah. started the, trying to go at it more regularly yeah um, i spoke to someone the other day who was just like i make sure that i do a couple of hours uh, every couple of nights homework on hinge i'm like what she's like no if you don't do it then you won't go to the top of the algorithm is that right mm-hmm. i did not know that yeah the more okay. you use it the more it'll persuade you to keep using it that's how they get you yeah that's exactly how they get you i know well, i've never i've only ever been on like three updates and well so so you were saying so you find you find faults in people before you've even chatted with them on the on the apps or certainly once you've started talking to them not even faults well yeah probably it's just stuff that i think i just i would never look at a picture of someone or very rarely and be like yes please 
or yeah. it's very much like a you know you see a famous actor and obviously you're like they're really fit yeah but it's it's not like an attraction that is where i think hinge is better than um tinder and bumble is yeah. that it does give you an opportunity i think to um show some sense of humor yes. and then even when you're if you're liking in my case girls then it gives you an opportunity to say something funny about that's or what you hope will yeah. be funny about... i only yeah i only use hinge for that reason yeah. because there's something to go off at least well that means you're you're an authentic person looking genuinely for a connection that attracts you in the way that you get attracted through sense of humor and yeah. stuff like that so yeah. of course it's going to be rare that you're going to find someone great just because there are so many fuckwits around on yeah. the apps that makes sense so, well so many book readers Sorry. And of course, so. the soft boy is always important. I could so, not. Um, uh, Pedro. <laughs> Sorry, and Pedro. You, so Pedro and you have you've had your first snog, and it's starting to develop into something else. Yes, and then we we kind of went on a few drinks where we were, but you know, you're both doing that thing of like, is it going to yeah. happen again? Did you have that or? thing where you started getting excited to go to work to yes. see Pedro? Yeah, yes. that's always a nice thing. That's one of the best things about. The very few times that I've mixed business with pleasure because it's always a mistake. Well, I've worked in a lot of bars and pubs on, and restaurants on the side of, you know, working... I used to work in magazines a lot and uh, media stuff. So I've always... And now you've said that, uh, because I do... I've gone through a lot of people in, in pubs, you know. Yeah. It's very incestuous. Yeah. People tend to get with each other all the time. You're kind of on a night out about work. Yeah, no, I so, can totally understand. you know, you always end up pulling someone, but... Um, God, I should get another job in a pub. Just I'm so glad that you used pulling because pulling was the word we used at school. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like pulling has, has been lost. from Now it's like making out. Oh, it was also, at, was it at school? I think it was getting off with as well, maybe. Getting off with, I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Snogging. Snogging, I try and bring back snogging all the time. I think snogging the is the one I use now, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when you're working in pubs and stuff, and I th- I've i just wondered, like, is it caught, which is which way is, like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, do you end up pulling someone just so you're like, well, at least it'll be me looking forward to work, or yeah. do you look forward to work? But maybe your brain's like, hey, I tell you what, if you were shagging someone at the pub. <laughs> then it would make this small amount of money I'm being paid worthwhile. Worthwhile, But then yeah. also there's that little thing, certainly in the back of my head, where it's like, oh, this is going to end at some point and it's going to be very awkward. Yes. That happened yeah, to me at a job once, for sure. Yeah. She was very, very angry with me, I think, because um, I didn't want to be with her, first and foremost. Yeah. But we'd, like, snogged a few times. But then also very angry with me because I wouldn't sleep with her. And the reason I wouldn't sleep with her is because I knew that I didn't want to be with her. Right, yeah. So, so you're being a, a nice t- person. Well, I've actually experienced this quite a lot of times, which is if you don't sleep with someone, then they often take it as personally as you assume they will if you sleep with them and then tell them you don't want to be with yes. them. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, actually yeah. doesn't make a huge difference, this is, in my experience anyway. This is another thing that I was actually wanting to talk to you about because I did a show last night... Um, for this American thing that I do with the comedian Alfie Brown. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about, and this kind of plays into it, of um, sleeping, what's worse, you know, saying I don't want to sleep with you or, or knowing that after you have, you just don't want anything serious or mm. whatever. And they're perhaps on a different um, different wavelength. But we were talking about obligation sex, <laughs> which kind of plays into that. And one of my friends, he always says, you know, there's me and my best mate, we're girls and the rest of sort of my gang are guys. Yeah. And so often the guy, me and Natalie will say something and the guys will be like, what? Is that what you, is that what you girls think? Or, you know, it's kind of that like insight into the other side. 
and me and me and her do it with the boys as well because they'll be like oh I got with this girl a few times she's really nice I, I like her but I don't think I'm going to pursue it we'll be like why why not we don't get it so who talks most about obligation sex the boys so or the girls the girls always talk about it and and it and before anyone goes all like woke on us I don't mean any <laughs> any sort of pressure or weirdness sure. it's always always like on us um because we'll say something like uh, and Alfie was saying sometimes it's just it's less faff to just sleep with them than it is to not yeah. and I was like you're so right and there's a few times where me and Nat will say oh well if I go, if I go there though I'm going to have to sleep with him and our friend Rich who's kind of the biggest feminist out of everybody will be like remember you don't ever have to sleep with anybody and we'll be like yeah but if you go, you yeah. go there and then you, go, yeah. you, know, you have a nice time with them. you do like them and you have a few wines then you do what are you going to do? Just not sleep with them? And he was like... <laughs> I've had this exact chat with my ex-girlfriend. She says exactly the same thing. Like, there's just been so many times where she's just like, oh, I feel like... I, I feel, she's actually said, I feel like I would be being mean if I didn't. Same, I felt like yeah. that before. Yeah. I guess the thing with me, and, and this is not by any means to say that I've always been like this, but but I've certainly got... I've certainly got friends, particularly my flatmate as well, who's just always like, I can't believe how often you don't have sex with people. Like, how does that work? And just for me, I have this kind of, and this probably comes from growing up with a single mum, I guess. I have this thing where if I were to ever have someone say at me, but you, you know, you fucked me, but you knew that you didn't want anything, then that would provoke so much guilt that actually I just find it way easier to, um, well, I was going to say just be honest in the first part, but also a lot of the time, actually, and this is something I try to improve on as I get older. But a lot of the time, what I have done is like come up with excuses as to why I need to leave or whatever. Yeah. Or why, you know, or why I'm not available at the moment in terms of time wise and stuff. Yeah. But, but I, I think, think it's probably the better way of doing it. But also, actually, you do get shouted at a lot either way. So you do. It's basically. And what I always say is about not fancying somebody that you sometimes wish you could take the blue pill and just fancy them. Mm. I do that a lot. I think yeah. this person's great. I just don't fancy them. Well, that's where that animal thing comes in. And I kind of is, think, yeah. thank God there is that because otherwise we'd all settle. The best, the best like one liner about this is that one of my friends was dating this guy for about a year. Again, there was nothing wrong with him. He was very nice. They got on everything, but we all knew the spark wasn't quite there for her. It was for him. Um, and I said, I was like, look, I know you don't want me to ask this question, but do you love him? And she mm. went, I don't hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, in, I interviewed my mum for this podcast, right? Did you? Yeah. It probably would have already gone out, but she said something that she, that I was amazed at her honesty, actually. So she actually, when she met my dad, she hated him at first. Yeah. Like they worked in the record industry for the same company. She said she hated him. And I've always been like, I believe that you hated him, but I wonder if actually it was like, you know, that kind of playground back and forth because actually you're yeah. quite both attractive people and attracted to each other. But she said when I interviewed her, she was like, um, I was getting so broody that in the end, I think I would have just had babies with anyone at that point. Wow. And, uh, that must have made you feel nice. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't take those kind of things personally. I just was appreciative that she was so kind of honest about that. That's quite rare to hear somebody kind of Yeah, and I think that, that happens to people. I think, I think so people too. are like, I'm at this age and you're the one I'm with at this age. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations, yeah. you've won the golden ticket. Yeah. Um, but then you can't, I don't think, then act surprised. Like, I don't think my mum should ever have acted surprised when... You know, my dad was clearly just not a great, not great relationship material. In fact, he'd shown that before with a previous wife as well. Well, there you go. And so it was, it was her kind of, her choice that she wanted, but she wanted 
a baby more than she maybe wanted she, the relationship. She she did, and then but but she you know she was then pissed off when obviously he wanted other relationships yes. as well. But, um, yeah. I had a thing exactly like that. I worked with a guy for about a year, sat next to him. He was never very warm. I just didn't like that because I'm kind of. Uh, it sounds like I'm a bubbly like, office worker. Yeah, I yeah. kind of am. Like I chat to everybody. Um, How never do you get through the dick. day unless uh, unless you have some fun? Too. Exactly. Um, and he was always kind of like a bit of himself, and I didn't like him at all. Uh, he didn't like me, and um, I remember one night <laughs> and we got married. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and then we went out one night, and he. Okay, I, I said, do you guys fancy, like to him and a couple of others that I did get on with, I was like, do you guys fancy going to this? And he said, um, oh, that'll be rubbish, actually. Why don't you just come to the pub with me and this other guy? And I was like, me? Hmm. I was like, why are you asking me to the pub? Anyway, went to the pub with him and this other guy, actually getting on. And I thought, oh, maybe it's just we've been at work. and But we'd yeah. been out a lot after work, you know, yeah. and it never... Anyway, the other guy had to, had a flight at like 6am, so he had to go pretty early. And then this guy that I hated, it was just me and him in the pub, and we were both like, this is so weird. And he just said, he was like, do you want to go and get some dinner? I was like, yeah, okay. We were already quite trashed at this point. Of course. Went to get some dinner, got more drunk. Where in this night did it start forming in your head that something was going to happen? Because I bet it was earlier than you, I bet it was quite early. So there was a, there was a, an ambiguity at the dinner, I think. Yeah. But I still, I mean, I'd never thought, he was a, a good looking guy, but I just never felt like that about him or thought about him in that way and I guess it's maybe like if you treat somebody badly it's that thing for like for so long and then he was like being nice mm-hmm. it was like my brain was sort of like what's going on here yes it's the game yeah it is the game. the game yeah and then he um and he was very kind of smooth as well and then he was like oh um and then we went to Dean Street Townhouse and I remember vividly at this point it still wasn't consciously in my mind but it was something like this is weird. We're like sat at the back. We're having a G and T. It's all very nice. Like this, if this was a proper date, this would be one of the best dates I've been on. We're, we're getting on really well. It's like, this yeah. is really strange. Um, and my best mate rang me and she was like, "Where are you?" And I said, "Oh, I'm in Dean Street Townhouse with this guy. I'm still friends with him, so I don't want to say um, with this guy." And she was like, "That guy?" She was like, and then she went, "I went, yeah." And she went, "Oh, well, never mind. I was going to say I'll come and meet you because I'm around the corner, but I'll leave you to it." Yeah. And it was almost her hearing something in my voice that triggered my thought of like, and I just put the phone down and went, are you going to kiss me then or what? And wow. then we went home together that night. Wow. And it was great because it was like, we hated each other. Yeah. And and everybody the next day, we had to walk into the same office and everybody was like, you, did you two? I mean, we came in at different times, obviously. Of course. But everybody went, did you, you two ended up out late together last night or whatever? And we just, for the first time, acknowledged the hatred and we both went, us? Are you joking? And they were like, oh yeah, fair. So it was like nobody believe, would right. believe it. So it was like that right. sordid sort of... And you had that secret. So how long did that last after that? Oh, I think we hooked up once more after that. That was about five years ago. And it just wasn't... Didn't have the same, mm. like, you know, thrill. Yeah. And then, But then we kind of were seeing each other again for a month or two, like a couple of years ago. And it was quite nice because I'd always had him on this pedestal. And then it's so nice when you eventually sort of either date someone again or hook up with them again. And you're like, you're having a nice time, but they're not this... Yeah. untouchable being in yeah. your head and you're like yeah. oh this because that never that's very rare I think and then you being incredibly forward well done Alex very forward which well isn't done. always I mean a few times in my life I've done that um, but you've always got to take the chance of like if this doesn't pan out this is going to be the worst yeah second of my life no I definitely have that like um, 
such a fear of rejection that I'm always like, I have to make sure it's so definitely on. Oh, yeah. Before I yeah. will, because otherwise it's like, you know, to the point where people have said to me, I didn't think you were interested. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm just checking that you are. Exactly. That My most, I say famous, not famous at all, but my most, the bit I do most on stage that people come up to me about is a whole, like a huge sort of lead up um, bit about, British people trying to pull each other on a night out and they literally have to be like back at each other's houses at like three in the morning yeah. like drinking something horrible that whatever you've got left in the, in the fridge and because they're still like and, and do you want to def- stay over yeah you, you can stay yeah, in my bed yeah, if you, you want stay, oh if have you got separate duvets yeah, yeah we can do that if you yeah, want yeah it's so weird we have to be like yeah. okay I think that I think they're definitely here for that it's yeah. so strange okay so sorry uh, Pedro so Pedro. let's let's rush through Pedro a little bit. So you were together for how long? A couple of years, did you say? Uh, about a year. So was it all good? It was all like properly good? You Did it you was... think there was potential there? You, no. went, you went to El Salvador twice. I did. And it was amazing. It was incredible. And a real insight into like how much we take our own safety for granted. Honestly, it was mad. Um, but it was that whole thing throughout where I had what me and my friend, my best friend called the little voice. Is Where, that in your like on your shoulder? Yeah, it's yeah. just the little voice that's like something's not quite right, and yeah. you're trying to ignore it because there was nothing bad. We got on so well. We, you know, we'd been friends before, and I think it was just that thing of I didn't have that animalistic mm. instinct with him. And sometimes you sort of curse the gods because you're like, why do I get yeah. everything else here? Everything else is great, but I just don't have that. And then the people that you have that for, you think, God, I couldn't. I couldn't go on a holiday with <laughs> no. them or something. Like, well, you would. You just don't talk to me. You know, like that sort of thing. It's strange. but The opposite yeah. of Mr. Hate Sex, basically, at the start anyway. Exactly yeah. that. Exactly that. He had everything else. And he was he was great. Um, he was a great guy. But it, this is kind of what I used to do the, the bit about, is that I knew that it wasn't going to, you know, I knew it wasn't, it wasn't the one or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. And his visa was coming up and he was like desperately trying to get this other visa where he had to like raise a certain amount of money and have his own business and stuff and I was secretly like praying that he would get deported (laughs) I feel awful saying that but it's that thing that my my dad was telling me about his first wife and Frank Skinner was on the tv once talking about it and at at the time I didn't understand why my dad was agreeing with it and I thought my dad was a horrible person because I was maybe only about 14, 15 and I remember distinctly Frank Skinner saying have you ever had that thing in a breakup where you just you don't wish them any ill but one day you just want to wake up and they're just not there (laughs) my dad was like Oh god, my first marriage was like that. It was like, I was dreading that it was. She was lovely. Yeah. She was great, but I just didn't want this to be there. And I thought, Dad, you horrible guy, like yeah. whatever. And I think the good this... news is, I think we've both, we've all felt that on both. We've all felt that and had someone feel that that about us. Yes, absolutely. So, so we shouldn't feel bad about. We shouldn't. And it. and I always say, getting broken up with is the least personal and the most personal thing in the world. Because yes, it's you, but they cannot help how they feel. No. The two and a half year guy, the ten years ago guy, I finished with him on New Year's Day. And then had to get a train ticket back to London. And I went to buy it and he was in tears at the train station. Oh and then my card got declined and I had to ask him for <laughs> the money. <laughs> there's, I there's, obviously paid him back. But... There's the social media clip for this episode right there. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. Um, just, oh. just one last thing before I go. Um, could you lend me oh, God. 50 pounds? It was, it, was exact, it was 50 pounds. It was awful. And I was just stood there in the snow. He's weeping. I'm crying as well because I was upset. Yeah. Um, and then I just sort of went, um, 
you couldn't you're just like it's one of those moments where you feel like is, is there a camera on me like, yeah. this could not be written yeah but um shows such what a good bloke that he actually lent it to you though i know i think he was still too he was still in the in the upset phase i think if i'd have got him in the anger phase yeah fuck you yeah um yeah so i went out with pedro for about a year and then his visa was coming up i knew it was it was coming to the time and i was sort of praying i was like this could be my ideal breakup because i'm so bad at confrontation yeah that I just was like, I'll let the home office yeah. do this breakup yeah. for me. I know that feeling. Um, and I think he sort of knew because um, there was never any chat of like me moving there or anything. So I think... because uh, Actually, because I was going to say, because of course I the, the other fear I'd have is if he got down on one knee. Oh my God, no. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when the, um, the visa date came, how did the kind of deportation thing happen? So when you first mentioned it at the start, I was like, oh, it happened, like he just got taken away from you, but actually you knew it was coming. No, we knew it was coming, but then the date came through that it was in fact Valentine's Day. And I was like, I mean, you oh, just yeah. cut the, the, you know, the irony. Did you take him to the airport? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did. And it was, a, it was a very strange breakup because it was, I mean, I think he was a bit more upset than me. But, yeah. Um, I just had this th- this relief this of like, joy on your face. This has to end, and I am. I feel like I'd got all, gotten away with the crime. Yeah, you know I, mean? yeah. Like, I was like, this has to I end. Think and people will really relate to that. It's feeling. not on me, you yeah. know. I don't have to be the dickhead that's broken up with a perfectly nice guy. Yeah, just because I don't feel the thing, which you can't help. It's out of my control. Um, and on Valentine's Day, did you get him a present for Valentine's Day? On- that you gave him on the day you know that you were I waving him off. I don't think I off. did. How bad is that? I think I was, I'd I checked out. You best. know, like when you hand your notice in at a job for the last month, you're like <laughs> thumbing it in. You're on gardening leave. <laughs> you're on relationship gardening leave for I the was. first month or so. And so what was your what was your communication level like after he'd gone? It was, um, do you know what? It was, we kind of, we did chat and um, fairly regularly for two or three months, I think. Yeah. And then I think I mentioned that I'd gone on a date or was going on a date and he never spoke to me again Mm. Uh, which is completely fair enough like at the time I thought we were edging towards that friendship thing obviously we were never going to be like really close but um yeah and then he he just yeah never never replied didn't block me so at first I just didn't realize because it was in like a string of messages it wasn't like I'm going on this date it was like we were both talking about stuff and I think I think he'd maybe mentioned that he'd been on a date or something but for me yeah. i was like great like you know well done that's the worst that's often the worst it's like the when you know i've definitely been in a situation with like an ex who i'm still into or whatever where i'll i'll mention i've been on a date hoping that it'll wind them up and want make me them want that and then they're like that's fantastic i'm so pleased with you like right don't, Same. don't you dare tell me about anything you've yeah. done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Shush, 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 i'll cry i'll cry yeah exactly i don't miss any of that stuff that's for sure you started by saying oh yeah i feel like i've had my relationships the wrong way around and i should be now having a relationship like that first one but i'm not sure to be honest i think it sounds to me like you're having a great time no i mean yeah i think i am um... I think I just need some new candidates. So if anyone's listening, please do. New candidates. Get in uh, touch. Peter well, this is, this is a good time to say, Alexandra, as you mentioned in the, the show, you're a comedian. Uh, tell tell the audience where they can see some of your stuff. Oh, yes. Things. Well, the world's opening up again, which is lovely. Um, I don't know when this will quite go out, but come down to Vauxhall Comedy Club any Monday night. Um, so do you MC that show? I MC that show. It's mm-hmm. called Alex Versus Men. I have a different male host Great. every week. It's just sort of a gimmick, really, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, and we just, you know, there's five or six comedians in each half trying new stuff out, which is really great. Um, but if you follow me, at Alexandra Haddo, on Instagram, or if you follow WTD Comedy, that's 
a comedy company that I run with a couple of pals. We always put on some great shows, a lot of them in Stag's Head in Hoxton slash Haggerston, oh. which is a great pub. It's always sort of a great comedians trying new stuff. In fact, Alfie Brown's headlining the next one. Yeah, just um, follow me and you'll, you'll see the gigs, but it'll be great to see people in the new world. And, Fantastic. Um, please don't come if you're getting deported. No, don't come if you're getting deported. That's been such a good chat. I've really enjoyed it. And guys, thank you so much for listening uh, at home. Once again, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, either as yourself or uh, I'm more than happy to have people come on under a pseudonym. It would, if it would make you more comfortable, please email crazystupidlovepod at gmail.com that's crazystupidlovepod at gmail.com and give us a follow on Instagram at crazystupidlovepod please do press the subscribe button and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts and thanks for listening and goodbye <laughs>